Hey, you're listening to The Real Kathy Lee on the Ultimate Homeschooling Radio Network. Thanks for joining me as I share my mom sessions. It's basically my imperfect journey of motherhood. Be prepared to laugh, maybe cry, but hopefully you're going to be encouraged as I share my failures, successes, and offer some tips I've learned along the way. And remember, you've got this. Okay, welcome to this week's episode. So, I brought her back. And for being honest, she really never went anywhere. We're still sitting here. We just recorded two episodes. I should have refilled my coffee cup, but I didn't. Or gotten water, but who cares? So, this week, we're going to finish talking about Carrie's story. Because it didn't end there. If you didn't listen to last week's episode, go back and listen to it. Carrie shares how... Her plan that she had, and everything was going as planned. I mean, life was good. And then, just like that, it switched, and she had to change her plan and how the Lord met her there and carried her through the next 10 years as a single mom fighting to make sure her kids were okay. I'd never Mm -hmm. seen someone fight. And last episode, we talked about maybe any advice you would have for somebody that found themselves in that situation, and I don't think we even answered that. So let's start this episode with that, Carrie. Do you have any advice for those women that might have listened to last week's episode mm-hmm. and said, oh my gosh, I know someone who's going to mm-hmm. need to listen to this. What advice would you say to someone who finds himself dealing with a new plan? I would say figure out what your core values are. What is it you want as a family? Is it to keep your kids together? <clears throat> is it for them to have a great education? Whatever it is, pick that thing and move on from there. So for me, it was I wanted to keep my kids together. I knew that was important. So we moved on from there. And then also to be open to, you know, changing the plan according to each child. What is now it's it's the child as a, a single unit as opposed to the whole family. So I would say mm. just pay attention to what your goals are as a family and then um, pray for sure. Ask God's wisdom and then move on from there. And also to let go of maybe some things of the way you think it should have been. And do not listen to uh, outside advice <laughs> that may go against your... Um, that goes you back know, to my, you know, you know. You know <laughs> your, your wisdom as a mom. God gave us moms very uh, an intuition to know what's best for our family. So I would say just go with that. Yeah, I think that's great advice. I think that... Um, I always tell moms, God gave you your kids. Mm-hmm. That, that's mm-hmm. the reason he picked you. That's the reason you have them, whether it's adoption, birth. They're yours because you're going to know what they need. And you've got to trust that. And everyone has an opinion. I mean, right. I see it all the time. And now you know as a grandmother, right? I always tell my daughter-in-law, look, I'm not giving you one opinion. And I don't. I don't give her mm-hmm. any opinion. Mm-hmm. I'm like, if you want my opinion, you ask it because you're the mom. Right. And I will follow your lead. If you want to know what I think as a child development specialist or as a mom, I'm going to tell you. But if you don't, I'm going to be quiet. Exactly. Because nobody wants to hear everyone's opinion. That's right. It gets clouded enough um, just with us trying to figure it out with our spouses and you alone. I'm sure trying to figure out five different kids and what they need in the middle of grief had to be overwhelming. Yes. With everyone giving opinions. Right. Exactly. And people just felt because I was a single mom and vulnerable that they could tell me their opinion yes. and, you know, how public school is horrible for your kids and how you should not put them in even private school and all of that. But I just had to really listen. And what you're going on, what you just said is that um, unsolicited advice comes across as criticism. And so if I don't ask you, like you just said, if you're not inviting that in, it yeah. comes across as criticism. So you're saying... I love that. I'm going to put that quote somewhere in my house. <laughs> That's true. Advice, advice comes across, across as criticism. Yeah, we need to make t-shirts that says that. <clears throat> yeah. 
because ah, that's the best thought of the day. Because that's right, and that's what people will see it. Everyone will see it that way. Yep. Exactly. All right, so let's fast forward a little bit. So we shared, um, you know, 15 years ago, the tragedy mm-hmm. that happened. If I'm not mistaken, it was about about 10 years later that your life began to change. Yes. Is that about right? Right, exactly. All right, tell us a little story. So during those 10 years, I did not date. I was not open to that. I didn't even barely take care of myself. I was <laughs> not, not true. She's was like, not, not, like, I'm sitting there having hair envy over Throwing that out there at was. all. Uh, two reasons. One was fear. Absolute you fear. Were, yeah. And two was I'm thinking who in the world would even remind remotely date somebody with five kids so (laughs) yeah so I just you know and it was after probably the ninth year really that I was like okay Lord I was content I was content sure it was so hard it is lonely being alone if any of you've been a single parent for any length of time it is difficult to now be thrown into that group of people whereas before I, I fit in with the married group and now I don't fit in there anymore and that was an adjustment but for you me. didn't fit in with the young singles either I mean even though you're no, only 31 30, in your 30s through yeah. this you I think you find yourself where you don't really fit in many places right yeah and that was a hard that was a yeah. hard thing um so again I, I didn't date anybody I wasn't open to that and uh, a mutual friend of ours kind of called me and said so there's this really handsome guy and he has similar story to you he lost his wife is it okay that you know I give him your email and I was like sure you know (laughs) okay I so he ended up emailing me and he talks about this still that I was just, I'm, t- I'm not going to put anything out there. Again, it was fear. I'm not going to throw anything out there that I shows I am at all you. interested. <laughs> and so I said something like, so yeah, maybe you should get into like a men's support group. Okay, see you, bye. <laughs> <laughs> and that was it. And so we, we, we didn't talk again. Uh, obvious, for obvious reasons. Um, but then I, as I was a PE teacher at Covenant, uh, there was a little girl in my class. She was in second grade. And she started telling me her story. And I put two and two together, and I thought, oh, you are the daughter. I know your story. Wow. I know who you are. And so um, so he had put her in that school. And it's a small school. And it's so funny. I look back and go, man, God, you just meet us where we're at. I, I just, again, wasn't interested. I wasn't looking for any of that. I was just so afraid and fearful and had really resigned myself to the fact of being single. And I'm like, I can be a missionary. I'm just going to go travel. So, um, we actually, he was dating somebody and I just knew, even though I'm not going to date him, I just knew they weren't going to last. And (laughs) she was, she was at the school too. Um, so anyway, um, that didn't last and, um, he would come on field trips and I finally just introduced myself. Hey, I'm Carrie, blah, blah, blah. I'm the one, you know, we sent sent an email to each other and just our paths started crossing after that. And finally, he asked me out on a date, and I was just, no, I'm not interested. I didn't say no. I said yes. But in, inside, I, I, was, I wanted to scream, and, uh, but knew that God had absolutely put this in my path because I wasn't seeking it. Right, right. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's how we met. And little tiny school. Little tiny school. Mm-hmm. And he had 
four children. His wife's yeah. head passed away of cancer, right? She did. Right, she right did. after childbirth or soon after? She did, yes, two months after. Andrew. Two months after mm-hmm. their youngest child was born. Mm-hmm. So he is um, dealing with some of the same things. And you ended up getting married. We did. Two years later. We did because, you know, I've got five kids. He has four. <laughs> what could go wrong? You know how to do kids. I know how to do kids. Sure, this is going to be great. Yeah, modern day Brady Bunch. I'm sure people will call you. Absolutely. Um, All right, so let's talk about that. Let's, you know, this podcast, just so you guys know listening, we're going to be honest. We both have blended families. You might or might not know that about me that I also um, am in a marriage and have two new boys added to our family. And so I have to deal with some similar things. Mm -hmm. My boys lost their mom as well. And so it's different. We have different stories with some similarities. So I want us to be honest because, again, you might find yourself in this situation. Mm -hmm. Hopefully you won't. Hopefully you're going to be with your same partner for the next 50 years. But if you find yourself in a situation where you know someone who's going to embark on a blended family or you yourself might, maybe some of the things we share might be helpful for you. So... All right, so many kids. You've got nine kids now. We blended. Do. We do. Holy bizzoli. Um, What have been some of the... Just tell me about that, how it, how it worked. Because I know in your case, the children um, and Andrew moved into your home that you lived with Kurt. Mm-hmm. And I know I moved in with my children into Jeff's home and initially. And now we bought a home together. But initially we did that. And how were your struggles just with even the physical property of a house? Oh, that's so interesting you bring that up, excuse me, because, uh, so just to clarify, Taylor got married the year before we did. That's right. So he was never really part of the the whole blending blending. thing. So there's there's eight, there's um, eight, four on each side. So they ended up moving into my home, like you said, where I lived with Kurt. And that is probably one of the biggest things I would tell people who are in our situation is do not do that. Yeah, I would agree. Do not do that. That has set us up for so many issues that could have been avoided and things that won't ever go away. Mm. Um, it For my kids, it was these invaders. They've come into my house <laughs> and they're sitting where I used to sit. And right. That's my backyard and that's, you know, that's our garage. And and for me, I loved getting up early in the morning and having my time and making breakfast and putting on my music. Oakley's just knew that. They beat to an Oakley drum. They knew the way the house yes. worked. Miller's, boom, they're up. They're staring at me ready for breakfast, ready at, you know, in the early morning. So that time for me, I was like, oh, wait a second. This is, but they don't know that. Right. This, they don't know how the things worked in the home. And that, oh gosh, that was just something that really went over my head. I had no idea. I thought you're, they're going to automatically come in and beat to the Oakley drum. Right. And that gosh, is not yeah. how Miller's did things as far as what they eat how their daily schedules went. I mean, all of it, all of it was just different and that I was not prepared for that. I don't know why. <laughs> well, because you don't know. You, you don't, don't know. You don't until know you're you in don't it. Know, right? Mm-hmm. Until you're in it. And I think that's one thing, I, one of the reasons I want to talk about it, to help people. So if you are, you see, you're not there. Maybe, you know, and hopefully again, you're never there. Please don't, we're not advocating <laughs> you to be there. But um, if you are there, honest communication ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Get to know each other's schedules. You know, what What do the kids like to eat? What are some of the things? How could we work on that together, a menu? Let's plan a menu together. I think it's so important about the house. We had the same issue. 
Um, we moved into Jeff's home that he and his late wife had built. It was their dream home. Mm -hmm. And the um, boys, Eggers boys, would come in and just be disgusted that I was mm -hmm. in their mom's kitchen cooking. Sure. And, and you don't blame them. I mean, it was they came in and just took over the house. And I always felt as if I were a stranger mm -hmm. in yeah. this home. It was not my home. It was never my home. So we put the house on the market as soon as we got married, thank goodness. And we only lived there a few months before we moved into this home. And I'm real thankful that mm -hmm. we were able to do that. I think that was a smart decision. So, um, all right. So once you moved in together, it's been what? How many years now? Three, four? Four. Four years. Um, tell me. Give me some of the highlights of the struggles. So in the beginning, you know, um, I'm thankful that we were given a book. The Smart Step Family by Ron Deal before we got married. Okay. So it kind of gave me that impression of this is not a blender. You are not putting everybody in a blender and making, you know, everybody's now all together, eat together, go here together. It's not that. It's a crock pot. And some ah. kids are carrots. They're going to take a lot longer to adjust to the family. Some are, you know, Andrew's young. He's going to adjust more to the family. So that gave us permission to really still try and do some of the things we would do as a separate families okay and not just throw everybody together because you forget you have traditions and yes. you have like you said meal times and you have holidays and how do we spend it with and so we really had the first christmas eve we did not spend together because they went and spent it with their mom his mom they usually do we did what we normally do <clears throat> so gosh just it just seems like everything was such a battle to try to integrate 10 people into the decision making and in the beginning there's expectations this is going to be so great and then after a couple weeks or a month it's like wait hold on a second you're still here right you're still here it's probably like how my two grown dogs feel about the puppy every time i take the puppy away with me they are so hopeful that i'm never bringing the puppy back <laughs> yes. and they get so disappointed when they see me walk back through the door with the puppy and then they kind of deal with her again, and they can tolerate her. Right. But it definitely is not, hey, we're so happy you're here. And it's not the puppy's fault. It's not the she puppy's She could be fault. the greatest puppy Correct. ever. It is Correct. not the puppy's fault. And it's not their fault either. It's not their fault either. It's just either. a disruption of what they know. Yes, exactly. And I think that's so true when we have to give kids permission. And, and your situation is different. You were dealing with younger children and some preteens at the time, yes. teenagers. Yes, the worst time as we learned yes. to blend to do this to to kids it yes. just really put a bomb in both families and then I wanted to go back because what uh what we didn't realize is that so each family had lost with their their parent yes and then um a new normal happened they you know both sides of the family had to develop a new normal yes and then when we got married that's more loss because I no longer spend the time that I do with Oakley's. Right. Andy no longer spends the time that he did with his kids. Right. So now it's he and I focusing on our marriage, so that's another loss. And the different thing you have, and I, and I think it's important to say, but you both had um, spouses who died, so now you have full-time family. Right. Whereas I yes. have been divorced, and so I share custody with my ex-husband, and so Jeff and I do get alone time, and then that my Eggers boys are grown. So we get some alone time mm -hmm. that fills that need so that when we do have the children here, we can pour out to all the children. Yeah. And because we know we're going to get that alone time. You and Andy don't, we have, don't that. have that. You don't have, have that. full on kids all the time and you're trying to squeeze in alone time so that you can work on this brand new marriage. Right. You are 
you know, hello, disaster all over. Absolutely. It. Yeah. And you think about when our kids are teenagers, generally oh we've been married for, yes. you know, 18 years. So you have a strong marriage. You got that yes. foundation. All right, we can do this. We can make it through these teenage That's years. Right. You might be struggling these years, but you're yes. it's just for a few years. Yeah. Right, right. Where your marriage is strong. Um, so for us, yeah, trying to build this marriage and then trying to raise kids, it was just almost impossible. So we still kind of, even four years, feel like we're dating. We're just kind of dating. I'll see you on Saturday. You know, see you yeah. Saturday night. So, yeah. but Andy's very good at fighting for this. He is very good at fighting for it, and um, that I appreciate. And I think that's what it takes. It does. It takes, and it takes both of you fighting. I, I try does. to tell people that all the time. I'm like Jeff and I are pretty natural matches. Um, we get along really well. It's very easy, mm-hmm. but we still have to fight. Again, whether you're in a remarriage or you're in your first marriage, mm-hmm. let's talk about marriage. Let's just do that for a right. second. Marriage itself takes work and effort and fighting and priority. It is not this natural thing just to have you and some other person be together and all be blissful all the time. Exactly. It takes effort and sacrifice and empathy mm-hmm. on both parts. Right. And, and it's never just one person's job. You can't say, well, he's not romantic anymore, mm-hmm. and you're over there bitching about it. You <laughs> need to step in and do something about it yourself. Yeah. You know, and so it, it does take that. And then, for the children, you've got to be this unit mm-hmm. so that they can see, okay, we may not like this unit, but it's obviously a unit. Because I don't know about your family, but I know in our family, they will try and bust the unit. Absolutely. Not oh, intentionally. Sure. Again, not this isn't a let's right. beat up on the children. No. It's horrible. I hate that they're in this situation. Yeah. All of our children. Right. None of our children should have been in this situation. Yeah. But they are. Mm-hmm. And so you've got to be careful to present this unit, though, that is so strong it gives them safety. I think that is key to this surviving. Yes. Any blended family, you know, like 40% of families are blended. That's a lot. That's that a is big a lot. percentage. And I read somewhere that 70% of second marriages will end. In, and I do often think it's because of the blending of the family, as much as it is the just absolutely. them. I think it's the now you're bringing children in and you're trying to do it, and it is. It's difficult, you guys. Yes. It is difficult. And just what you said, how important it is for us, Andy and I, to fight for each other. Yes. Because the kids are trying to, as the kids do, especially teenagers. But for Andy to stand up for me. Yes. And for me to stand up for him, even in front of my own kids. Absolutely. And not take sides, because that can be detrimental to a marriage. Absolutely. It can, and I know for me, I I do my best to try and say our and we and us Mm -hmm. instead of yours and mine. Even in my tone, it's kind of like that mind over matter. You you keep saying, you fake it till you make it Mm -hmm. sometimes, and it's not a natural thing. I mean, I know that my Eggers boys, it definitely was not natural. They just lost their mom. I mean, and here's this woman who's totally different than their mom comes into the picture, and even though they're grown guys, I wasn't their favorite person. I don't know that I'm still (laughs) their favorite person, to be honest, but it is a work in progress, and it is a different kind of relationship, but it doesn't mean it can't be a great relationship. Right. It, It just might take some of us longer. It's just like back to your crock pot thing. It might take some kids yes. longer to even accept us in those new roles and to trust us too. Mm-hmm. I have to think with loss, 
part of their hesitancy is much like the t- reactive attachment kids, right? Who they push away because mm-hmm. it doesn't feel safe. Mm-hmm. I loved a mom once and she's gone. Or I loved a dad once and he's gone. So I'm not going to love you and put my heart out there again. I do wonder if that contributes to some degree oh, sure. um, to our kids. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah we yeah. think, is it lost because they've lost their mom? Is it that attachment? Is it yeah. because they're just teenagers and hormonal? I mean, all right, what's going on here? We, but that is the good thing yeah. that you have teenagers and have gone through teenager land before. Mm-hmm. And for me too, because we do know part of teenagers being young adults is just that apathy anyway yes. to adults. Right. And bio families have that. <laughs> oh my yes. gosh, yeah. yeah. And and all, all kids do that, or most kids do that, have mm-hmm. that stage of apathy towards their adults. So don't overthink everything. You know, I think sometimes we'll go, that's just because I'm their stepmom behavior. Yeah, yes. You know, we've got to be real careful to assume the worst. One of the best pieces of advice, um, I love listening to Andy Stanley's sermons on what makes a happy happy couple. Oh, yeah. Did you see that I did. sermon mm-hmm. series? Loved it. One of my favorite things he said is just to assume the best. Always assume mm-hmm. the best. And I tell you, I'm guilty of assuming the worst mm-hmm. to people. I really, I, I really fall into that. And I have worked hard in assuming the best in my kids and in Jeff and all Eggersley's kids, all of them. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that would be one of my biggest piece of advice for somebody in a blended family. Don't assume these kids are out to get you. For sure. And mm-hmm. we do. We take we do. it so personally. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, we, yeah. They just hate us. They don't like the way I cook their eggs. Yes. Their mom cooked them differently. Yes. Or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember overthinking everything. The first meal I made for Edgar, they're going to hate the way I do this. I mean, I was mm-hmm. worried sick mm-hmm. about the way I cooked their food. You know, oh, yeah. I remember them saying they like soft bacon. So I'm like, watch it because I know my kids like crispy bacon. Mm-hmm. So I'm over there going, okay, I've got to make it soft, soft bacon. Them and yes. them mm-hmm. and trying to be a people pleaser for all mm-hmm. these kids. And then it ends up being chaotic. Oh, yeah, for sure. Do you, what are some of the things that cause chaos in your family? Uh, I definitely think that. I think because the two sides are so different, they're girls. And the boys had sisters. Yes. And then the girl, she's had brothers. There's four four yes. boys. So the two sides are just different. And, you know, if we're going to plan a vacation or even to try to go somewhere yeah. together, it's like, well, what are they going to like? Well, they're going to hate it. Yes. <clears throat> I can't so, even get a family picture. I can't a get family picture. Yes. Yeah. How do we for, how yeah. do we do this? Then do we just separate? Because then I'm just going to go with him, mine yes. and he, or, you know, the Oakleys and he's going to go with the Miller. So it just... It, it, it's just chaos and even on the weekends how do we spend our day yes. something as simple as how do you spend your Saturday we yes. had to work through that do you get up early do you work in the yard do you know yes I mean gosh it just sounds like the simplest things but all of that becomes complicated and even in the book Ron Deal says it's even when it's good it's complicated so because true. in our family just numbers matter numbers matter and they weren't barely getting my attention before I got married and they're yes. certainly not now both, yes. both sides. And well, so. I do think of that too for Jeff because he has two grown, I mean, Edgar's boys are grown guys. Then he got thrown back into parenting more mm-hmm. all the time with these younger kids. And I wonder how my Edgar's boys feel about that because they're not having, they were just two kids and mm-hmm. now we have 10 kids yeah. <laughs> and having to split that time. Oh, and sure. I mean, I can imagine that's a struggle for them. And, and vacations, to be honest, we split up this year. We are, we are going to try and do a beach trip, but we're splitting up vacations. We're taking two of the kids to New Zealand with us. Mm-hmm. We're taking two of the boys whitewater rafting in Idaho. Mm-hmm. We're taking Grace to Japan. We're taking them all different places at mm-hmm. different times just because we can't even get a family vacation together. Exactly. And I think that's a really good point. And, and to give 
if you are in the situation to give yourself freedom to do that. Yes, yes. It's okay. Because it we're thinking okay. the same thing for this Christmas. Yeah. Maybe we just take this side somewhere and then we take this side somewhere yeah. because yeah. they're going to enjoy it and we can spend time yes. and engage with them and then we can enjoy and, and spend Absolutely. time and engage with them. And that is okay. Yeah. And I think that that's, um, it's just important I think it also, we can't not talk about communication. Mm -hmm. We have to be willing to have the hard conversations. And you said it in the podcast last week about, um, Kurt, the hard conversations you had to have with your children. I think the hard conversations you have to have. I'm, I'm terrified to have hard conversations yes. with Matt and Tom. I'm not terrified to have them with Lee kids. I'll have all kinds of hard conversations. <laughs> right. I'm terrified right. of the rejection. Oh, if we're being I honest, know. it's rejection. Yes. I don't want to be rejected by those boys. Mm -hmm. I want to love them and mother them and care for them. Um, I wish they knew that, but I'm terrified to tell them that. Mm -hmm. Not mother them. They have a mother. I don't want to replace their mother. And that's the other sure. thing, too. We want these kids to know we're not trying to replace right. the parents. Exactly. But we want to be an extra. We want mm -hmm. to still love them and be another person who can love them and, um, you know, be like the whipped cream on top or something. Yes. <laughs> um, but it takes... The vulnerability, it goes back to Brene Brown, one of my favorite authors, and the courage it takes to be vulnerable. Yes. And the reason we don't want to be vulnerable is the fear of rejection. Right. And it doesn't matter if it's kids or if it's adults. So I think we have to be honest. And you have to have those tough conversations with your spouse. You, you have to be able to say, this is hard for me. Mm -hmm. You know, it is. And, and I want to love them. And I want to be with them. But it's hard. And it's not natural. And it's um, and it is different. Um, I think it's easier for some people than others. I do too. Personalities play into that. Personalities, they do. Yes. And just how similar are the families were before. I mean, um, it sounds like that you and Andrew, Andy, you call him Andrew. I always get confused. You call <laughs> Andrew, Andy, and little Andrew, Andy, yeah. don't you? Um, it sounds like you were different from his late wife. Yes. I'm very different from Jeff's late wife. Um, and so there's going to be some comparison, but you've got to be careful not to get in that comparison trap, comparison trap as well. What else? What other advice or, um, well, let me back up. If you, was it harder than you thought? Is it harder or is it easier or is it exactly what you thought it would be? Um, so this occurred to me one day and I remember thinking, wow, this is, uh, so raising five kids by myself. Yeah. Really, really hard. Yeah. This is harder. Wow. This yeah. is harder. Um, because I could put my head down, uh, I you know I'm in control. Yes. I say what goes. They're doing what I say. This is not. I am out of control. Um, I have to let go of a lot of what I think life should look like, and just. And I would agree that it's harder. I think it's harder for me too um, than it was as a single mom, because you're also taking care of another adult again. You're also trying to manage a relationship. Right. That's true. So yeah. I think that makes it harder. Because yes. before, we could give it all to our kids and go crash. Oh, yes. And mm -hmm. for me, I could do that. I could, you know, if the kids were gone somewhere else, then I could really just mm -hmm. be, just mm -hmm. go soak in the bathtub for three hours if I wanted to, yep. or whatever I wanted to do, I could go do. And now, you've still got an almost single parent. For me, it still yeah. feels like yes. I'm single parenting yeah, right. mm -hmm. a lot of days. And then I'm trying to keep up a fresh relationship. So I'm trying to put the time in there, but still single parent. Because I don't know about how your blended family works. You're both in the home, but Jeff tries hard to not parent the children. He lets me do the parenting mm -hmm. and he's a support staff. Sure. That's exactly. Yeah. But sometimes I'm like, I really wish I had <sighs> a second person who was in it. For sure. Who I could say, you deal with them. Right. I'm exhausted. Yes. 
And so you don't get that. So I think right. that makes it tough too. Would you agree? It does. And that's something yeah. I didn't even think about. We thought, oh, you're a mother. You're a yes. father. We're going to come in. You're going to do all the things. Yeah. And that you're right. We are two single parents under yeah. the same home because I don't have that same passion and love for the Miller kids. I, I just didn't grow up with them. I yes. don't understand them quite yet. And uh, same with Oakley's. He's, you know, he comes in as a support. He's a great, hey, what do you think about yes. this? And I can ask him from a, a man's perspective yes, which is on helpful. things. Oh, it's, it is helpful, but it's not the same. You're right. It isn't the and same. That's, that's and, and I think it makes it harder. I think it's because when you're at least by yourself, you know you're by yourself. So you buck it up and yeah. you, you do it. But here you want that person. Mm-hmm. But again, you've just got to be one to have the tough conversations. You've got to. Oh, a couple of things that I've learned in my 50 long years of life. Expectations ruin relationships. Yes. And open communication always makes it better. Honest, honest open communication. It was funny. I had Sarah on the podcast one day and I asked her, and we didn't talk about it before. I'm like, Sarah, what's something that you've learned from your mom? And she's like, talking always makes it better. Talking oh, always makes wow. it better. Wow. And, and I see the children doing that. And I think, mm-hmm. gosh, if I can leave one thing with them, mm-hmm. talking always, it does. It always makes it better. But stubbornness, fear, whatever, will often keep us from doing it. Yes. So And fear of rejection, just like rejection, you said. It's huge. Yes. Yeah. So I would just encourage, you know, again, if you find yourself in this situation, you've got to be willing to have some open conversation. Mm-hmm. So what about what any other, other advice you would have for people who might be in this situation? that we haven't talked about already? Uh, I think do your research ahead of time. Get premarital counseling for sure from somebody who is qualified to to talk to blended families because it's not the same. It is not the same. It is not the same. Even if you're getting married for the very first time. Correct. But you're getting married into a blended family, it is not the same. So uh, definitely that. Um, Again, think about where you're going to live and whether you're moving into one of the other's homes. And we would encourage you. We both strongly agree. Yes. That you should not do that. If right. any way possible, yep. right. start in a new home together. Yes. That sets Absolutely. the tone of we are this unit versus the other moving in. Um, resources, mention the name of the book you read again. The Smart Step Family by Ron Deal. There's okay. also the Smart Step Mom, yep. Laura Petherbridge and Ron, Ron Deal wrote that. Yes. That whole series is phenomenal. Yeah. I read The Smart Step Mom and definitely helped too. And I think just the other thing I would say is just give yourself permission to not know what to do exactly and to be honest with the kids and say we don't know what to do we've never walked this path Mm -hmm. before and you and we don't have the answers also be willing to listen Mm -hmm. try hard to have some empathy for each other Mm -hmm. and understand that they also are struggling you're not the only one struggling in this it really does require a lot of grace yes a lot of grace for yourself for everyone else um yeah that is key and don't, gosh, I just don't assume, don't assume that it's about you either. Mm-hmm. I always assume it's about me, that they, it's because they don't like me or they don't want to be near me or something. And that isn't always the case. So be careful right. with your, you know, assume the best in people. Anything else? You're right. You no, that's, that's good. Uh, th- uh, this is a good one. I think, again, hopefully no one will ever right. need it, right? That would be our goal. That you would never need this podcast. But if you do... We hope you've learned some things. Check out that. Carrie, thank you. I'm glad you've been here for 20-something years almost. (laughs) (laughs) Have a great week, you guys. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to The Real Kathy Lee. This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschooling Radio Network. To find out more, check out therealkathylee.com. You can download us every Friday on iTunes or your favorite app to listen to the podcast. Hey, if this hot mess can rock motherhood, so can you.